Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them out, bring them Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, and of course I got my bros on with me, the Fantasy Fiend. I'm Young Vander. Holla at the people. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And the Ricky aficionado, Bro Joe, holla at him. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Week five is on the horizon. Waivers are heating up. Injuries are taking toll. And bye weeks are coming fast and furious. We'll make sure that you get through it all. Make sure that you guys that are our listeners uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can put a face with a voice. Uh, that's at Fantasy Football Fiend, F-E-I-N. Make sure that you also join the Fantasy Football Fiend family Facebook group have a little bit more information, a few breakdowns and things of that nature that will get you through your fantasy weeks. We have an exciting show for you today, starting out with your news and notes, rapid fire 10 and your matchups for the week. We're going to go ahead and kick it off with your news. And now your fantasy news. All right. So we're going to talk about, you know, injuries, things of that nature, kind of start out there. Matthew Stafford is in line for a field practice, so his hip injury doesn't look like it's going to be, you know, much ado about nothing. Uh, Kenny Pickett is saying that he should be ready to go. He had that that kind of a twisted knee kind of looked like that. It looked, looked like it was going to be worse than, a, you know, half of a game type of a, um, you know, being away as far as that was concerned. But did you guys, do you guys kind of have, any inkling on whether or not it's even worth looking at Pittsburgh offense right now, as far as Kenny Pickett is concerned. I know he kind of, um, he wasn't all that great before he hurt his knee and I don't expect him to be better now. So what's kind of the outlook on that, Ben? I mean, you said it. I mean, he's not good with two knees, with two good knees. Why would I think he's going to be impressive with one knee? You know what I mean? But uh, he's looking to play. He have a brace on, it seems. So there you go. Derek Carr, I was pretty sure was going to miss a couple of weeks, but he ended up right back. I don't know if he kind of felt like Jameis Winston was going to be right on his heels or what, but he still has that shoulder injury. Didn't do anything special last week, but he's looking a little bit better. Do you have any fear for what he may bring to the table this week, Joe? Nah, uh, more so just the opponent. He got New England this week? Yep. Yeah, it's more so the opponent. Uh, he kind of I will say this. Gonzalez, who who was our number one corner, he's a rookie, but he was looking the best out there. He's out for the year. And Judon, yeah. who was our best pass rusher, he's out for several weeks. It's an indefinite time frame right now. He shouldn't be going for the year, but two of our best defenders are going. Do you still think the Patriots defense is going to show up the same way? And does that change Jason. your outlook on um, as far as uh, New Orleans is concerned? 
Y'all just got Jackson from the Chargers. And no, he wasn't even starting there. I think it's going to go. He, it's plug and play with y'all, y'all scheme, I think. It's more so, you know, this week we saw a lot of checkdowns. He had 13 passes tomorrow. His arm wasn't right. I think he's going to be there this week, but it's New England, man. I don't, I don't care if y'all don't have Judon. Y'all find a way to get it done. I don't like the matchup for him. If he's going to keep dipping and dunking, then it's definitely not going to be a favorable matchup for him. Joe Burrow is indicating that he's feeling better than he has since the beginning of the season. Does that matter? Or as long as he's not 100%, you still expect Cincinnati to struggle. What you got on that, Vander? Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow at this point is you can't start him. Um, you know, any Joe Burrow owners, of course, he came out and said this is a must win for this week. But again, I mean, it's been a must win since the season started. <laughs> Facts. I mean, just saying I felt better today than I did yesterday. They've been saying that since the season started. Um, we just haven't really seen good play. So, uh, I mean, I even seen people say cut him, you know, in a lot of forms. I wouldn't go that far, but definitely. One QB league, I can see it, though, honestly. Oh, definitely. In the one QB league, for sure. But in the two QB league, you definitely got to at least hold him, stash him, but, uh, or trade him, you know, if you can get something for him. But at this point, I wouldn't start him. Deshaun Watson, according to the coach, could have played last Sunday, but he chose to go ahead and sit out. How are you feeling about this scenario, Joe? Um, is it is it an indication of his dedication, or did he kind of know his body a little bit more than the medical staff, and maybe Joe Burrow should have took a page out of his book versus just saying, well, if they said I can go, I'm going to go? Yeah, I think more so just more so the maintenance part of it, knowing they're having a bye week this week. What's the point? They aren't about – I know they're on a bye week, but knowing they're on a bye week, I think the most important thing was more so just getting them right. Yeah, they're on a bye week. Just make sure to get them right, knowing that they got, you know, a long stretch ahead. He threw a few passes during on Friday, but then obviously that's when uh, DTR took most of the reps. But I think he'll be fine coming back on the opposite end. Okay. So uh, moving on to the running backs, Javonta Williams is dealing with a quad issue. Um, he didn't show up to practice on Wednesday. Not exactly sure how long of an issue this may end up being, but it doesn't look like he's going to go on Sunday. So are we kind of worried about his prognosis? I mean, he wasn't, well, Denver in general hasn't been doing all that well, um, even with him in there. So do we think that this is just a, you know, a flash in the pan or are we kind of should, should we be worried rest of the year as far as Denver and as far as this particular running back is concerned, Vander? Uh, I'm not going to say the rest of the year, but I don't see him playing this week. Um, okay. so, you know, we'll speak more down on the waiver ads show, uh, part of the, uh, the show, but uh, uh, he's not playing this week. Damian Pierce is limited with a knee issue, not really given a whole bunch of information as far as his prognosis, but it is some type of an issue with the knee. Um, he hasn't been who he was last year. Is this more indicative of who he actually is? Or is this a, now that we have a quarterback, we're not going to run you into the ground. So your fantasy relevance isn't going to be where it was. Plus you have a knee issue now. What's your outlook on Damian Pierce, Joe? I think. Oh man, I might I might have to say it, man. I think it might be the the rubber meeting the road a little bit, but it's also a team that's been slightly decimated by injury across the offensive line. Um, Stroud's playing amazing, right? So you would think the run game would be a beneficiary. Um, I just want I gotta see it. I think you know honestly, Singletary coming back in the fold and Singletary's you know looking like the veteran in this offense. 
he, this might be a season for him to either do it and they, or they're going to get somebody to compete or take his spot. Like, honestly, that's how it's looking right now. Tyron Williams didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, this indicating that it's precautionary and he should go on Sunday. But missing the walkthrough on Wednesday isn't indicative of a healthy running back, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, it doesn't take very much for a running back to not be able to quite show up as far as their norm is concerned. So are you going with Williams on Sunday if that was your guy? Or are you kind of making a pivot on that, Ben? Uh, let's see how the rest of the week goes as far as this practice. Um, sure. Guys not practicing on Wednesday at this point. It could be a maintenance day. Uh, so let's let, let's go into the week more. Let's Thursday, Friday's practice to get a little bit more on this. But I think Kyron probably would be available this week. Jonathan Taylor is back at practice. He was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. They are going up against Tennessee this week, which has one of the best run defenses. Are we kind of going to throw JT out there, or do we think that he might not even go this week? Or what's your prognosis as far as Jonathan Taylor is concerned, Joe? I think we got to wait till uh, Sunday. Honestly, it's not because he ain't physically ready. We saw, we all saw what he looked like when they showed those little videos and working out. Um, but he has to have a 21 day window to actually start. Right. So we don't know what the game him and Ursay might have going on. So I would think Sunday is a good tell because if he's active, then we know he's going to start. But to what capacity? I don't think they're going to just throw him out there or take the Josh Jacobs way the first week. So. It'd be nice to hear on Friday what that looks like, what they're expecting. Even on Saturday, we get some reports. Um, but he got that window. It's good to see him back. Or if he was traded this weekend. You brought up a name that immediately came to mind for me, which is Josh Jacobs. Uh, out of his own mouth, he's basically indicating that, you know, you can work out, you can be in good shape and all that kind of good stuff. But the reaction time is just a little bit different and not having any preseason, also not having any mini camp, things of that nature. It definitely takes, um, you know, a bit of a toll and has an effect on a running back. So if Jonathan Taylor does go on Sunday, do you actually play him? Absolutely. That's a good question, man. Okay. Go ahead. Against Tennessee? That's not a good question. Hell no, you don't play them. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> that, that, look, I, I thought you were saying you definitely play them. That's why I was Absolutely like, Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> but, but okay. Now, let me reverse that. We have a guy who has been on the field, but was on a limited snap count. So, Brees Hall, uh, per his coach, is now released. He is um, no longer on a snap count, and he has a bit of a softer defense, a softer run defense um, with Denver this week. Are we putting Brees Hall out there, and he's back to being the you know a number one running back, or how are we feeling about Brees Hall this week, man? Well, I definitely love him in a DFS play. Office. Okay, you just mentioned. I mean, you playing against Denver, right? Uh, who hasn't liked Denver up? Um, so right. Um, if you're going to play him, I think this is the week to play him. It's good to hear that news come out from the camp where he's, you know, you know, not under any kind of like restriction. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is a week to play him if you're going to play him. I mean, Denver's giving up everything the ground, the air. Everybody's having career days against Denver. So um, I'm definitely firing him up DFS wise. And I do want to stay on that team for one more moment and ask you an additional question. So this past week, Brees Hall and Michael Carter actually were the um, the the leaders as far as snap count 
and is also as far as carries were concerned. So it's looking like the guy that they paid to come in um, just a few weeks ago, being Dalvin Cook, it looks like he may be a little bit in the doghouse or he doesn't quite fit into the offense the way he did with the Vikings or whatever, but I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But two-part question here for you, Vander. Do you go ahead and move Dalvin Cook now based on the name? And do you go ahead and pick up Michael Carter based on him actually looking like he's about to be the handcuff and he's probably free? Well, do you move De- Dalvin Cook as far as in your leagues or are you talking about the NFL? No, no, I mean, as, as far as are, are you are – you, do you package him up with something and try to trade him yeah. based on the fact that if this is going to be prolonged, he won't have any value at all, especially if yeah. he's the, the third running back. And then Izzy's coming back eventually. And, you know, he's the rookie. So they actually drafted him. So I can only imagine that, you know, the, the carries will be divvied up even more once he's back. So, you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, I did it last week. I mean, I traded Tavon Cook last week. And <laughs> I seen the right on the wall at that point. Um, but who knows? This dude can very well be traded by the deadline. This is I mean, true too. like this, right? I mean, if he's no already, loyalty, yeah, if they already pay him a certain amount of money to be there, and he's already like he's moving to third, and he didn't get what he bargained for. So it's really nice. like you know, it works for both parties. Like, look, I didn't come here for this. Aaron's hurt. This is what what I came for, and then the 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 team is like, look. You're not quite paying out what we thought, you know. So both people are having buyers as more at this point. Yeah, I can see him being. Baby go baby. ahead and send him up there with his brother. Buffalo can use a because um, Harris and uh, your boy Murray, they aren't exactly firing on all cylinders. So, you know that that was some of the talk to begin with that uh, he may link up with his brother uh, James Cook up there in Buffalo. You know, go ahead and get a late round pick or get something for him. I mean, the money's spent, so try to recoup something. I think if a, a key injury happens and it's a team that loses a guy and they're, you know, pretty close and are really, you know, contending for a title this year, mm-hmm. you probably can see it happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh we got Jerry Judy Judy, who's dealing with the knee injury, limited at practice Wednesday. Um, th- this guy seems to stay injured. I, I I don't even know if he's good because he doesn't stay healthy long enough to actually see it. Um you have any qualms about dropping Jerry Judy at this point, Joe, or do you kind of continue to, you know, let sleeping dogs lie and hope that he's healthy long enough to actually see what you got? Or what are we doing with this guy? Honestly, I think with him, you got to kind of just stare the course. I mean, now is a good time to kind of, you know, I'll package him with something. I'll try to, you know, shop around a little bit. But this wide receiver core as a whole can't stay healthy. I mean, like every year, literally the past few offseasons, it's the same thing. It's good to have a piece of it in case somebody, you know, something do happen to somebody. Um, but nah, man, I don't know. I'm not really, I was, I really wasn't a fan of you to really say the people already. So, Baltimore's wide receivers seem to be on the mend a little bit here. Odell Beckham Jr. had a limited session coming back off of an ankle. Uh, Rashad Bateman is without limitations in practice, so. Uh, the the young receiver and the older receiver both seem to be back in tow. We'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, Jamison Williams, uh, based on the NFL kind of changing their outlook on betting against uh, or well, betting in facilities, but not on your actual team or on NFL games, because I believe he got suspended for betting on a college game, but he placed the bet while in the facility. 
Uh, but he's supposed to be back this week. Are we going to give him a week to kind of see what's going to go on or how are we going to, how do we feel about Jameson? Is, and also, is he a guy that you go get before you figure out what he's going to do? Because it may be too late after the fact. You know, what are your thoughts as far as Jameson Williams are concerned, Van? Well, you know, I remember um, a few years ago, I had a C7 Corvette. I bought a um, showroom floor Corvette. I punched it, leaving the uh, dealership. <laughs> so that's what so that's what I'm going to do with Jameson Williams. I'm going to punch it. You know, as soon as he's on the field, hey, just throw him out there. I think he's going to be ready to go out, out the gate. I mean, we see him last year, came back from injury. Um, mm-hmm. He played limited snaps, but he looked explosive on some big plays, you know, that he caught and missed him on a few deep throws last year. So now that he's healthy, I think this dude is hungry. Um, the word in camp yeah. or in practice, people are saying this dude is he, he ready to go. So, yeah, man, drive it. Drive, so drive let me ask up. both of y'all this question then. With mm-hmm. that being said, do we lower our expectations on St. Brown or does this actually help him out? Um, and if we do lower the expectation, do we go ahead the same way you said you're going to punch it with Williams? Do yeah. you go ahead and you try to move on St. Brown now just in case William is one to take over? Obviously, he's going to be on the outside. St. Brown is more so of a slot machine. But right. how are we looking at that setup? I think this definitely helps St. Brown more, right? Uh, you got a guy okay. taking the top off. And St. Brown, you know, he's a, he's a Swiss Army knight. He can get vertical, right. but he can work underneath. So I can very well see him catch a lot of balls. Uh, I think Laporta as well will see some benefit. Uh, you know, from 20 to 20, I think those guys will be working underneath while um, James is kind of taking the safety downfield. Because this is a fast guy, you know. So he's not yeah. a four or five guy. So like, he's a fast dude. So I think underneath – um, he's going to help everybody. So he, he, this whole offense should take a, a step up. You got the same feeling, Joe? Nah, I mean, oh well, yeah, in a sense. But what I say is, I'm more so want to get to golf because I'm trying to. I don't want us. I don't want nobody to see Jamison in a jersey. The thing that's now the time to get golf because this is the last piece he needed. And Randall L, you know, I love Randall. L. I think he's one of the more straightforward coaches. You know, player term uh, players, what uh, position coach. Uh, and he loved his kid. He got nothing but great things to say about him. And to Vanda's point, too, even players. So I think you go get golf now because golf with this extra piece. He already got Laporta. He got AJ. He got Reynolds. You know, he got Raymond. We, he Now he got a bevy of targets. But this is the one. And I think if he was healthy or able and no issues with gambling, he could have had a 1,000-yard season before he got hurt. Well, you know, it's real quick, like, you go to any NFL stadium and you're going to see DraftKings posted everywhere. Like, how do you suspend a dude for gambling? Uh, he's not, it's not his own team, but he's gambling. You're talking about on the premises and are on the premises you're seeing gambling uh, ads. Like, come on. Man. That's why they had to go back <laughs> and revamp things because the NFL PA was like, what are we doing? Like, this, this isn't, you know, years ago when, you know, it, it was kind of like, Pete Rose in baseball, you know, it was just a no-no. Like, you don't you do not do it. But it's like, okay, so you want all the fans to do it. You right. know that everyone has access to a smartphone, et cetera, but you're going to make it. It's one thing to bet on the NFL because you can kind of right. get into some, you know, you know, some gray areas there. But what do you care about me betting on a college game? Like, what? What? how is that going to 
uh, affect anything in the NFL at all. So I kind of see why they did that. Um, but I also kind of see where the NFL is coming from as far as the slippery slope is concerned. Um, because like if you're um, an executive or anything like that, like if you're not a player, um, it, it's the same rule. Like like they, they don't even get on the field, but if they were to bet in the facilities, harsh penalties up to and including banishment. So I guess they're just trying to, you know, continue along the same line um, that they've always had. But if you notice, I, I'll liken it to this. Have you noticed no one's gotten suspended for smoking weed anytime lately? It's not that they took it off the rule book. They just quit looking for it. So I, I think gambling is going to end up going down that same path. They're not going to tell you it's okay to do, but they're not going to look out for it. So it's it's going to be kind of one of those things. Um, let's go ahead and round out the news with a few uh, waiver ads or a few drops, um, things of that nature. What we got there? Go ahead and start us out, man. All right. Uh, a few uh, week five waiver, say week five or some guys you may want to go after. Um, and you just mentioned it, James Williams. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the guys I would say is an ad this week. He's only 32% owned in, uh, in most leagues, uh, which is very interesting. If you're spending your fab money, I know we don't really talk about that much on here, but I would definitely spend maybe third, a third of that, anywhere from 30 to 40% as a bid uh, to get this guy. Um, so James Williamson would be one guy for me. So based on that amount of fab, you're kind of looking at him as a possible league winner to a certain extent. Yeah, down the stretch. Okay. This, this could be definitely one of those down the stretch guys because he's hungry. He didn't play much last year, you know what I'm saying? So now he had the, the trouble this year. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's set. This The stage is set for this dude to come in and explode. Gotcha. Like Joe said, this is the last piece, just the last infinity stone that golf needed. <laughs> you got the run game with David Montgomery, who's gonna also gonna see a benefit because safety over the top. Um, you got Gibbs, the third down type back. You got the tight end who's playing well, the rookie. He's playing better than most rookies we've seen. You got St. Brown doing all the underneath. Like this is the last infinity stone for this offense. You got the one that probably the best offensive line in football. So yes, this is the last piece to the puzzle for them to really take off. Um, and they so already yeah. got a good defense. They just got to hope to stay healthy at this point. That's it. Uh, another guy, Jaleel Mc, um, McLaurin. We did speak, the running back from Denver. Right. We did speak on Javante. Uh, I don't think he's going to be present. Now, Shamar J. Piran is the number two guy. But this dude here, he show a little bit more, you know, a little more spunk. Um, even in the preseason, you see him play. He played with a little fire. Um, he's only 2% on. Okay. In leagues. Now, this is a guy also as well. I'll be playing in DFS. He's only 5,700. I'll be firing him up this week. Um, and as far as Fab, I would say maybe spend 10% of your money on this dude. I could, And I'm going to throw another one out there, last but not least. Um, I don't know if you've been living on the rock, but uh, 47% owning leagues. CJ Stroud, right? Talk about one quarterback leagues. You talk I about picked him up today. I picked yeah. him up today. So a lot of people are still not paying attention. You got Joe Burrow in your league. He hasn't been doing much for you. This would be a guy who can fill in, play right away. Uh, I tell you who oh. I dropped. I dropped Deshaun Watson. I had Jordan Love. Um, 
I had Jordan. I picked Jordan Love up off the off the waivers too. But Jordan Love is actually the number three quarterback in fantasy um, as far as points is concerned right now. And CJ Stroud is top ten. Watson was like QB twenty or something like that. So I feel great about it because at some point in time this year, Cooper gonna get hurt again and he gonna fall off the map when when that happens. And Joku wasn't what we thought he was gonna be. So yeah, I, I feel great about that prognosis. And it's only a one QB league as well. So I got my you know, my starter and my backup there. Um, anybody on um, anybody that you have um, that you want to put out there, Joe? Yeah, I got I got three, and uh, I'm gonna start off going back to Marvin Mims. I mentioned him a few weeks ago, but even like he just I feel like, again, if you want to kind of buy into this attrition that's going on at the wide receiver position, if that was a good time if you need to flex for the you know, flex start or something like that. Go look towards Marvin Mims. Staying with that thing in mind, theme in mind, going to Arizona. Somebody Vander mentioned in Wilson. Uh, he just stayed just consistent. If you need again, if you need a nice little flex star or a wide receiver three, that's a good a, a good way to go along with him as well too. And then going to lastly to Darnell Mooney, I think this is the most intriguing one. We already know we already know Claypool going somewhere. Mapletron is going somewhere uh, by this weekend. And I think, you know, Darnell Mooney, when he when it hasn't been Claypool, he's had at least three receptions in those games. And I think this offense ain't passing all, ain't doing well, you know, it ain't doing too much. But if ever they finally click and start to turn on, you definitely want to have some of Mooney. Um, again, just thinking about from the flex, uh, those three options are pretty viable too. Uh, let me see what else I was thinking about. Well, mm. Two things while you're thinking about that. Yeah. The the Bears coach will likely be fired this week because they're probably going to lose to Washington. And we can go ahead and drop the Tron off of the Maple. He can still be the Maple Leaf if you want him to be, but we can go ahead and officially drop that Tron because Claypool ain't it. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, we are, most people already got well, people smart enough to get Joshua Palmer. Um, I might put John in that conversation. I want to see one more. I, I'm a watch list, John. The last few weeks, man, it's crazy. You think. Pitts, number three overall pick or whatever pick he was. Jono just had like a 90-yard game. This and past he's, been, um, he's been getting more targets. Uh, um, I think yes. I read a stat that Pitts has only gotten 19 targets on the year. He, so. not, he, don't, look, he don't look like he's he all the way there, man. I love that he, he fought back to come back, but he's he not, he not 100%. And I, I understand, but this Jono, again, I'm a watch listener, but he might be a sneaky play, man, because he had so many targets last week in London. It was ridiculous. And that pretty much wraps up the news. We're going to go ahead and hop right into Rapid Fire 10. And now, Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. All right, man, we got the Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10, we got 10 quick questions. We need 10 quick answers. Who do I start out of these guys? Let's get straight into it. We got Joshua Dobbs or Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually run with Burrow. I, I, th- I think I'm going to take Burrow. <laughs> they, they play each other this week, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. What you say, Joe? I want Joe Burrow. They're going Burrow as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got Desmond Riddler or Zach Wilson. 
So this is somebody that's pretty deep. I'm gonna go Zach. Zach like he, yeah, he looked like he may have turned it around a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna stay in the flames with Zach over, over, over our uh, Ritter. Okay, okay, we got Jaleel McLaurin, or we got Jameer Gibbs. I, I think I'm gonna go ahead and take. Um, I think I'm gonna go ahead and take the young bull in Denver. I mean, he, Me too. I, I think he's most likely to get a touchdown because. David Montgomery is definitely the goal line back in Detroit. So unless Gibbs get it from like the 15, he ain't gonna get one. Okay. We got Zach Moss or Damian Pierce. Zach Moss, Damian Pierce. I'm gonna go with Moss. Give me, give me the guy that's that's healthy and likely to still get carries while JT kind of works his way back in. I agree. Okay. Next we got Joe Mixon. Or Brees Hall. Yeah, it's crazy. He made a similar boat, man. Give me Hall. Give me Hall. Can't wait. <laughs> Give me Joe, man. I, I gotta have faith in one last week, man. One last week. Turn the page. All right. We got DeAndre Hopkins or George Pickens. It's crazy mm-hmm. you gotta think that because George Pickens ain't been you know ain't been right the last couple of weeks. I'm gonna go back to Pickens. I, I think you gotta get right in a divisional game against Baltimore. You gotta do something this week, especially when you got caught tweeting about uh, Pickett throwing him under the bus. You gonna have to show something this week. I, I, I'm gonna have to go with D Hop because. Pittsburgh's offense was already off before the injury, and now they're gonna let Pickett go back out there. With a half a knee, like nah, I, I'm not. I'm not trusting Pittsburgh at all. All right, we got Jerry Judy, or Cortland Sutton. Oh, give me Sutton. Sutton until he get hurt. Give me Sutton. All right, we got Tank Dell, or Gabe Davis. Mm, give me Tank. I think Tank gonna get right. Tank, yeah, give me Tank. Give me Tank. Tight end question. We got Cole Commit or Zach Ertz? Commit. Give me Commit. Commit is actually the number three tight end right now. Um, but he didn't have one big game. Technically, tight end is horrible this year. Nobody's playing well. It's like one or two guys is playing all right. Everybody else, not really doing much. I mean, he had this one blowout game, so now he's ranking yeah. so high. Agreed. All right. And this was a, um, a flex question. So we got Zay Flowers or Ramondre Stevenson. I'm, I'm going to go with Stevenson because the running back is more likely to get the touchdown. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Ramondre on that one. He, he's, he's a safer pick. I agree. I will, I, will, I will go with Ramondre in that situation. And last but not least, we got a defensive question. Detroit Lions versus Carolina or Ravens versus Pittsburgh Steelers? Give me Detroit. Carolina, yeah, give me Detroit. I mean, Detroit has a D-line that's phenomenal, and Carolina's offensive line may be the worst, definitely one of the worst. So I can see Detroit doing some damage this week. 
All right, so that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. All right, so let's go right ahead and hop into our matchups. We'll start out with Chicago versus Washington, which will be the Thursday evening matchup. Chicago has a six-point spread there. There's a six-point spread there, and Chicago's getting the money on that one, a 44.5 point over under. I, I don't know how I feel about Fields. And this, I, I think this could be the game that gets – the coach fired, as I said earlier, and then I also think that Washington, um, Chicago hasn't stopped anybody either. So once you get rid of the head coach, you might as well get rid of the, no the defensive coordinator fired himself already. So there's that part. But um, yeah, I can see Washington getting the majority of this uh, 44 and a half points. Um, so yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable starting anybody on the Chicago side. If you're in the two QB league, I can see. Um, if you have to start fields, um, you know, going that route, he shouldn't tank you, but don't expect anything major out of him. Um, the next matchup we have is the Jaguars going up against the Buffalo Bills. This is a 48 and a half point over under and the Jags are getting five and a half points. Go ahead and give us your outlook on that one, Joe. Yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting game. Um, especially with Jacksonville, man. I don't know. What's, what, what is, what's Kevin what's kind of reason? What is, what is he doing? What, 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 even without Zay Jones, he's still in the dark. That's all right. That's cool. We're going to go to what's working. That's been Ingram and Christian Kirk the last few weeks. Uh, ETN, man, he, he carried the ball 20 times. Let's, let's give it up for ETN. I thought he was a scat back. He carried it like a boss last week. Um, I think those three definitely got to look forward to. You got to play those. Um, I'm waiting for Lawrence, man. Lawrence has had opportunities to like really ball out, drop some big games on people. Yeah. We're not seeing that this year. We were yeah. so where, where, where did it go? Where did where did it go? Right. Um, on the other side of the matchup, man. What was the other team? I know it was Jacksonville. Who else they got? Bill. Buffalo. Oh, both. Look what they did there, but you got you got to start everybody. I really think, honestly, this matchup, which is most favorable. Is look at James Cook, man. Like I, James Cook is being a lot of these touches. I know uh, Murray mixed in quite a bit last week, but before going to last week, 17, 15, like he's getting attempts on the ground. I think, honestly, this is a nice matchup to beat on, on somebody with his skill set receiving and rushing. We already know what Diggs do. We already know what Jay Davis and everybody else do. I think you start all the offensive parts because Jacksonville can't keep it together. I know they kept uh, Atlanta in check, but. I don't know what they're going to do this week. We got the Texans versus the Falcons. This is a 41-and-a-half point over-under. I want to say this is one of the lower over-unders of the week. Houston is getting two points, and um, they're going to be in ATL. What you got on this one, Ben? Oh, man, this should be a break off of Bijan. I think this is a game for him okay. uh, playing against this run defense. Uh, he has when you have- say breakout, like, like you mean like, like, what do you mean by breakout? Because he's had a couple of games where he put up some fantasy points, at least in yeah, the PPR. He hasn't, he hasn't had a rushing touchdown yet. Um, okay. So I think gotcha. this should be the game where he gets that. Um, as far as I think, you know, offensively, he's the only person on the Atlanta Falcons. I don't feel comfortable with playing. Uh, Riddler, you know what you're going to get there. This Houston defense hasn't played bad on the back end. Passing-wise, they're not giving up much. But it's still way better than last year. They're in the middle of the pack now as far as getting the run. Last year, they was like dead last. Yeah. So D'Amico Ryan's effect has been uh, good. 
Um, so offensively, I'm not a fan of Drake, London, Pitts, any of those guys at all in this game. John knew none of them. Uh, strictly Bijan, maybe even a little sprinkle of Tyler Elliott here and there. Uh, on the other side, Atlanta defense as well, playing it good against the pass. Uh, I think you should temper your expectations on someone like Nico Collins. I know he just had a breakout okay. game, but he's been that all season. Big game, big game. And I think this will be a game where he'll be more. Uh, it's kind of like he and Tank Dell have been like taking turns. Like whoever has a big game, the other one does it. And they kind of, you know, go back. Well, he and probably, he's probably going to see a little bit of my boy from Clemson on Atlanta. Uh, AJ Terrell, right? So he probably see a lot of him. Uh, this well, let me ask you: you you think he's more likely to be on Collins or more likely to be on Tank? Collins, Collins is the number okay. one. Yeah, he's the number one receiver on his team. So Tank will see a little bit more probably looks this week, if anything. Okay. But uh, that's pretty much it, you know, as far as uh, especially DFS wise. It just Bijan's only guy. Like Stroud, play him. He's still kind of cheap, but because he's we still haven't seen Stroud use the legs as much. So maybe this right. would be a thing that he'll finally show that that part of his game as well. But but also understand, you know, being a Buckeye fan, you know, Stroud wasn't like several of his predecessors as far as quarterback is concerned. He literally only ran when he had to, although he can run. Right. Um, in that matchup when we when OSU went up against Georgia, and he had to run, he did. Outside of that. He understands that his livelihood is based on that arm and not getting them legs taken out from under him. So, you know, I, I wouldn't – if he has to run, he will, but that will be the I only reason. I think this is a game that he may – have to? To run a little bit more, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Panthers yeah. going up against the Lions. We kind of talked about this one a little bit already. This is a 45-point over-under. Carolina is getting nine and a half points, and I think they're going to need all of them. What you got on this one, Joe? Man, I – Again, man, the time stone was given to Adam Thielen, man. This motherfucker just—he just went back in time, playing really well. I think you got to go back to him. I don't—he's thirty-three. How is he the mainstay of this team? You know, going into nobody else, which is why I think they should go ahead and trade for Claypool, who should be dirt cheap right now. (laughs) I because they they ain't got nobody else. He's still getting it done, bro. I got to go back to it. I go back to Thielen in this matchup, uh, considering. Honestly, Miles Sanders, I wish I, we would have said this earlier. Like, I don't know if Miles will get through the season, man. He, I think, honestly, it's a lot to this groin injury he's got going on, bro. All seriousness, I think now is a good time to get – I don't even want to go to Cuba like that, man. I can't even say I want to go down to him like that. But anyway, fade running back position. Only thing there is feeling. Uh, looking on the other side of the ball, man. I just think you just kind of start by as usual. They, like you said, they're going to need every yeah. bit. <laughs> every little bit. I don't um, think it's not a good matchup. You Losing set Shaq Thomas is big for Carolina. That was big. JC is big. Yeah. And, and, and I think, uh, I think Horn is still out, ain't he? Ain't, um, yeah, Horn is out. And he lost his safety. Not Chin, but the other guy. That's a lot. That's a lot to lose. That's a whole lot. And Burns is slacking off, man. Burns not playing up to... The man that wanted all this money. So I think, like you said, fire everybody up on the other side of you. Burns is in that. What's my motivation stage? Like, like yeah. what, what are we? What are we? What are we trying to accomplish here? Like, that's kind of what he is. <laughs> you got the Titans going up against the Colts. This is a forty-three point over/under, and Indy is getting two points in this game. So, what do we like? What don't we like in this one, Vander? Hmm. I don't like the Russian attack from the Colts. I'll tell you that. Huh? Um, again, now, okay. Let me ask you this: Is that 
the quarterback and the running backs or just the running backs? No, just the running backs. I okay. Mean, as far as Richardson, I mean, you can't really put a, a gauge on that. If they go man, he'll take off. You know what I mean? If not, they'll spy and sit and, and zone out. But um, I don't like any of the running backs. You know, no Zach Moss, no Jonathan Taylor. I don't care if he practice for I don't care if he start. Don't play him. Um, now, I do like them, the receivers on the outside. Pittman is a good play, you know, because Tennessee is more vulnerable mm-hmm. on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, you got to play Derrick Henry. You know, he finally break. He looked like Derrick Henry last week. Yeah. Uh, like he was you know, it's getting like, a little bit of cooler outside. The Yeti going to come out eventually. So. Yeah. So, he, he, you know, fire him up. But I do like DeAndre Hopkins' game. Um, it didn't look like he had a good fantasy game last week, per se. But boy, he left a lot of meat on the table. Um, a couple touchdowns, but he, he could have he should have had 30 fantasy points. That's just how big of a night he could have had if certain things went the way as far as fingertip Thanks. catches, different things like that. So um I do like D Hop as well in this game. Tanny Hill, no, but I do like D Hop. We got the Giants going up against the Dolphins. Betters beware. This is an 11 point spread, 48 and a half point over under. I actually expect the Giants to cover, um, not because Miami isn't a much better team, but because everybody that's in the betting public will have their money on Miami. And what I've learned about the NFL is whenever everybody's on one team, it doesn't matter what football logic tells you, put your money on the other team, point blank, period. Um, So as far as fantasy is concerned, Miami guys – start your guys um now with the giants i think that this is actually going to be a daniel jones type game um i don't i don't think saquon is going to be back make sure you keep your ear to the ground as far as practices are concerned um with that but i can kind of see miami allowing some points but then i can see them winning by about 10, which will cover the 11-point spread. I can kind of see something like that happening um, in this matchup. Um, You got the Saints going up against the Patriots. This is only a one-point spread, and New Orleans is actually getting the point. Um, 40-point over-under, so they do expect it to be a little bit of a lower-scoring game, which I could definitely see that as well. Uh, What we got, Joe? I don't like nobody in this game, bro. If you want to tell me... Uh, Kamara will get 13 receptions again. Yeah, we're going, we're going back to Kamara. I, I just don't like this match. I think there's two, two stout defenses and two, I, it's lackluster, man. I just do do. I don't even pass. I, I pass. get it. I get it. <laughs> we got the Ravens going up against the Steelers. This is a 38 point over under and Pittsburgh is getting four points. Is that significant because they're actually at home? Um, so Normally, when you're at home, you automatically get three points your way. So Vegas is saying that they should kind of lose this by about seven. But what we know is anytime you have those divisional games, they can end up being a little bit tighter than what the talent would dictate um, because the coaches kind of know each other so well. Uh, But what do we have on this one, Vander? I love the Ravens offensively. I think you should fire up everybody. Uh, The Pittsburgh defense is not bad. It's not good. They give up a lot. T.J. Watt is good, but the defense is not good. They give up a lot to the run. I don't know who's going to be a star running back for this team. Uh, another for, guy. For the Ravens. For Baltimore? Right. 
I, I think Gus is on the chart, but Mitchell, I think, I, came off of IR. I think, I, I, I think Hill is back as well. Um, he's back in practice, yeah. Right. You did mention Keaton Mitchell, who's another guy I like as far as an ad. Um, she get him for nothing, but he's a nice guy you can right. add. Uh, but uh, Andrews, I love Andrews. I love Lamar. Lamar started to show a little bit more of the legs last week. First couple of weeks, he was just sitting in the pocket. Last last couple of weeks, he's been taking off. So I like the Ravens offense as a whole, and I like the Ravens defense. I'm not a fan of anybody on Pittsburgh because of, I mean, the defense of the Ravens is okay, but Pickett is hurt, right? And he's running there with one leg. Uh, we haven't really seen much of the uh, – there hasn't been much Harris or much uh, Warren love anyway this year. So I'm not a fan of any of those guys. Uh, Pickens, he's hit and miss. He'd probably get 10 targets and catch three balls, but maybe one of the balls would be for a 60 round play, you know, something like that. But you know. that's what you would have to hope for with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and another thing, uh, five moves out this game. So, right. Another thing that's, that's missing. Um, Dwayne Washington, he'd probably be one of the guys that's sharing the load, but he'd probably be out there more of a blocker than our receiver. You got the Bengals going up against the Cardinals. This is a 44 and a half point over under. And Arizona is getting three points. What are we doing with this one, Joe? Damn. This one game, we need to see Burrow earn that new contract. And then to make it worse, Jamar Chase said, I'm always effing open. I'm always effing open (laughs) to the media. Most wide receivers. They got to get it right this week, right? (laughs) It's It's already on wax. I think this is a good time for them to respond, but let's not get it twisted. Dives has been playing great. Last couple games, rushing for over 40 yards, just on the ground. And he ain't making many mistakes with the ball. I don't think he had – I don't think he had one turnover since he's been starting. Honestly, it's sad to say it's crazy. AFC Championship team, this might be a competitive game if they don't come to party. It's sad to say it. So on that note, honestly, I'm going to go right back to the well. If Connors is healthy, I'm going to take Connors. Bengals is doodle. We already know they dumpster on that part. Um, we got to go to Chase, obviously. We got to look as far as the receivers with the Cardinals. That's the thing. I think we got to go to Art Ertz. I think it's a, a great, good get right mm-hmm. game. I know the last few weeks it's been kind of, I don't want to say it's been kind of many kids. We see him have seven, eight, nine target games. He's going back to normal. I think it comes back this week. Then on the other side of it, we don't know what's the, the status of Higgins. I know he's dealing with Elmer. You know, Ertz is dealing with something. We it's next man up, right? So we gotta look at you know Tyler Boyd is gonna be really good. I think that's gonna be a DFS play for sure. Uh, no Charlie Jones, so it's gonna be that kid Ayuasas. I don't want to butcher the kid's name. Uh, he's moving he right. <laughs> See, I be I, I be trying. And then Joe Mixon, can Joe Mixon earn his restructured contract? He was almost gone. We was talking for months about him possibly not making it onto the team. Can he earn a contract? This is to be. A favorable. I know Gannon plays stop, but this team has been getting broken down. One week is passing, one week is rushing, one week is both. Mixon got to get over 100 all purpose yards for his, his livelihood next year for sure. I think this is a good game for Mixon. Um, he hasn't had a really good season thus far, but he has really went against a lot of tough uh, run defenses. Uh, this one right here is a little bit more leaky. Uh, we just seen what Christian McCaffrey was able to do. And we all know Mixon every year he had one of those games. Thanks. He, he, he <laughs> touchdowns. And I think this could be the game for him. 
Um, because you know, at the same time, Burrow is still not well, so they may lean on the run game a little bit more. Uh, so I think Joe Miss is going to be a, a, a sneaky uh, DFS play as well. You got the Eagles going up against the Rams. This is a 50 and a half point over under. Pretty sure this is the highest over under of the week. No, the Chiefs game is going to be the highest over under of the week. Uh, this is a four and a half point spread with the Rams getting that four and a half. What do we got on this one, Vander? Hmm. You know what? I think this is a, a, a tricky game as far as um, A.J. Brown and, and Devonta um, Smith. Because okay. uh, the Rams is pretty good against the passage, actually. And they actually. I know, you know, uh, Ramsey left and people, even I was one of the people that thought this team was going to, you know, look crazy on the Tank, back. Basically. <laughs> but they've been looking actually pretty solid, you know, on the back end. So um, shout out to my guy from South Carolina State, Durant, that's on the team. Um, but I do love uh the Puka. Stay with Puka, man. Don't leave. Uh, he finally he got in the end zone. He was getting a lot of catches during the week, but he finally got in the end zone and made his fantasy night look even even greater. He's on pace Stupid. to do some <laughs> historical things. So I do like him. It's funny that he's having this great season, but Stafford is still not as far as a quarterback. He's the one that's for a quarterback right. to really move the meter in fantasy. You kind of got to have two guys. Which right. is why Stafford may be the guy, one of the guys that you get on the cheap right now, because Cup is on the way back. Let me ask you a question real quick, Vander. Do, does Stafford actually split the load, or because he's normally yeah. one to throw to one guy? So does Puka still get love when Cup comes back, or, yeah. or yeah. is Cup worth it when he comes? I mean, like, what, what's what's going to happen there? Nah, I mean, uh, he'd be fine. Tutu would be the guy that take a step back. I know a lot of people are thinking. Okay. Uh, Okay. Cup is coming back, and now you need to trade Puka. You need to hold Puka. Don't trade him. Just hold. Um, because he's more than Robert. I spoke on this maybe two shows ago. He's more that Robert Rose role than anything. He's not really playing uh, Cup's role. He's playing Robert Rose role. So we both we seen both of them do well in fantasy when healthy. Uh, so I think Atwell, because I mean Atwell's getting nine targets some games. So even if okay, I take what you're saying. Seat, and Puka's still getting nine targets. It's okay for Cup to get his 13. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's still work out for both of them. Uh, so nah. And then he don't have the number one corner on him at that point, so he should be even better, theoretically. So I think at that point, then we may see Stafford value rise up. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm not rocking with Kyle Williams this game. Uh, Philadelphia is okay. pretty stout against the run. Uh, so Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. You got the Jets going up against the Broncos. I'll take this one. Don't start anybody if you can help it. Um, but who? Other than, other than, excuse me, other than Brees Hall. Um, Jets? Because yeah, yeah, I, I still I'm don't think different. that uh, Zach is going to pop off. Um, I, I think he'll be okay, but... I, other than Hall, I don't trust it. I'll put it that way. Um, now, obviously, Garrett Wilson could have a good game. Um, but the over-under on this one is 43, and the Jets are actually getting a point and a half in this one. I just – I don't feel comfortable with anybody outside of Hall. Nobody on Denver side I don't really feel comfortable with, with the Jets' defense being what it is. So, um, if you have to, you know, put Zach out there in the two QB league super flex, I get it. Um, if you want to use Wilson as maybe a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, I get it. 
but I wouldn't count on offensive production from the past game, but I can see possibly all three of the running backs for the Jets doing a little something in this game. Um, what were you about to say, Vander? I feel different. Um, okay. I think you should play, uh, you know, especially DFS. Zach Wilson is cheap. I think you should pair him with uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, even though we haven't seen him do well. But, I mean, Zach has played – he played pretty decent against the Chiefs defense, which is a pretty solid yeah. defense, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. The Broncos looking like homecoming this year, right? You know, when it's homecoming, you book the guy, the team that you want <laughs> it up on. So, for you know, that being said, I'm okay with playing all three of them, actually. I got a card. We're going to play Wilson, Wilson, and Hall. I'm going to play all three of them. They all three are pretty, you know, price pretty reasonable. On the other side, receiver-wise, no. Um, stay away from setting those guys. But, again, I do like Jaleel McLaurin. He's like 5,700. Uh, the Jets will give up love on the run, on the ground. So, um, they don't give up much back here, but on the ground, they could give up some. So, I'm going to go with Jaleel on the other side. Gotcha. 10-4. Got the Vikings going up against the Chiefs. This is a 52-and-a-half point over-under, the highest over-under of the week. Minnesota is getting four points. Are we just starting everybody that you got on this one, Joe? I mean, like, who – better question versus telling us who to start, which should be pretty easy. Is there anybody that you're sitting in this matchup? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think nobody – you got to play everybody, right? I think that's, honestly, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm just not in love with any Kansas City receiver other than Kelsey. That's it. That's, so technically, you still like because everybody know not to do that. We ain't starting no wide receiver on the Chiefs. So nah, I think you play everybody as usual. I think Pacheco about to have another good game. Success over success, get another bell. Minnesota's defense is trash, so he should. <laughs> yeah, they say you can't do it. You can't do it against them. Oh lord. They they give it up. They switch cheese right now. And then what what does it help on man on the other side of it? Kirk Cousins keep having all these turnovers, man. He has a fumbler, he has a throw in the pick. And this is conscious stuff. Like this is him like he know he didn't get that he didn't get resigned last uh all this offseason. I think he know. Oh, he'll be on another team next year. I yeah. can see him possibly being with, with the Raiders or somebody like that. Um if Aiden O'Connor don't step up, I, Jimmy G only on a one year contract, I believe. Um, I, I can see their offense taking a step in the right direction with, with Cousins. They're going to have a lot more turnovers, but they'll put up a lot more points too. Um, you got the Cowboys going up against the Niners. This is a 45-point over-under. Dallas is getting three-and-a-half points here. What you got on your boys, Vander? You already know what time it is, man. Gold rush. You know what I'm saying? You play them boys. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, man. This dude definitely won your league last week, I'm sure. Uh, won me some money, you know, in DFS. Um, this Cowboy defense is pretty good, but not good enough. Uh, not, you know, no cigar. Um, you play all the Niners. You play everybody. You know what I'm saying? As usual, I'm not, I'm not really afraid of this uh, this uh, defense. Um, they, they, they did look a lot different. You could tell with Diggs being out. Yeah, for sure. Um, it did really affect the way they scheme a little bit. Um, as far as on the other side, I'm actually sitting Tony Pollard. Um, in my league, I got Tony Pollard and I'm playing H fan in front of him. So just that's I just can see I it. About it. You know, Tony Pollard is one of the you know higher ranked running backs uh on a lot of rankings, but for me, 
against this 49ers front. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm out there. I'd rather go the other way. So the uh, San Fran defense is different. So yeah, I, he's yeah. a guy I would not want to start, to be honest with you. Um, I feel you on that for sure. And Dak, uh, don't do it. You know, find something else if you can. <laughs> if you can, find you another play, uh, especially in a one quarterback league. If you're in a two quarterback league, your hands is tied. Facts. Uh, last up, the Packers going up against the Raiders on Monday night football. This is a 44 and a half point over under and only a one point spread with Vegas getting that one point. Go ahead and finish out for us, Joe. Well, this is going to be simple. As far as Green Bay, Aaron Jones, let him get back. Yeah, that is crazy how much, how little he got utilized last week. Crazy simple. Going back on the other, still saying that the other position we're going to wide receiver, Christian Watson, man, he looked good coming back from injury. Yeah, I think you can like all their receivers, honestly. You can start all of them. The Dobbs did pretty good. And the yeah, rookie, Reed, Reed, Reed did decent too. I mean, yeah, they got all some of dudes. them doing pretty good. Marcy Grave, I think, is on the men right now. Uh, he's playing a little banged up. But then going on the other side of the matchup, man, I think it's, it's like I said, I think it's a, it's a fair matchup this weekend. Uh, let me see. Who I have for this team? I like love to do some damage against this Vegas defense, too. Man, that's the thing I like about them. It's, it's going to be quite simple. Josh Jacobs, you got to go back. Myers, I think Myers is healthy. I know he was in concussion mm-hmm. protocol this weekend. Um, is this a Devontae game? I think they. I mean, Devontae, he, he had one good game with, you know, Garage game. Aiden O'Connell was – he was a little teeter-totter. I think Aiden just needed a week, honestly, because Aiden been playing good since preseason. I think mean, he go right – he going to force-feed Devontae. Devontae I, I, made I honestly game. think Jimmy G will be back this week. I, I, I don't I don't know if the rookie's going to be the starter this week Um, if if Jimmy G gets out of that concussion protocol. Have, have, have either one of you heard anything about him being out of protocol? No, I, I think Jimmy be fine. I okay, I think he starts if he's out of protocol. You know what? This went over my head. The Raiders playing the Packers. Yeah. yeah. Revenge game. <laughs> gonna act up, boy. but this is gonna be a good one because Jair. He's yeah. out. I believe oh, Jair's out. He was out last week. I mean, he yeah. he had a back injury. I don't I don't know. I haven't seen anything saying that he's back yet, but he was out last week due to a back injury. So I mean. Adams going up against a number two corner. And, hey, I got Adams in my league, so man, I'm giddy. You know, what I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm stoked right now, boy. Oh, we, I, I wasn't. You know, that went over my head. I'm like, okay, they got Green Bay. Nah, I forgot. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be sure. one. Of the I can see it. Ones. Yeah, for sure. But do you okay with that being the case? Do you have confidence in Myers as well? It's kind of the intermediate guy, especially, yeah, especially PPR. PPR. I don't. I, I know sure. it's standard, probably not. Oh, uh, not standard, no. But PPR for sure. He he could still get him nine ten catches easily. You know what I'm saying? Even with Devontae getting off, Devontae can get fifteen targets in, and Myers can still get him twelve. That's just how much they're slinging around. Mm-hmm. And he kind of throw to those two guys. Renfro not yeah. getting no targets. You know, none like, really like I, I, I don't know what's up with that like i that's thought a, that jimmy g guy, would have been best friends with renfro but that's a guy that a lot of teams it was smart i'll be on the horn with you know what i'm saying because um you're talking about a lot of guys looking for uh he's not like the number one wide receiver but even a team like the bears right you already got i'll DJ. take him in, in new england over juju right now i can tell you that 100 he'd be a, a big upgrade 
You know what I'm saying? And, and and we already have a relationship with the head coach. So, I mean, go ahead and hook us up a little bit, McDaniels. You, you, you might be on your way back anyway. So, I mean, go I'm ahead. Looking <laughs> him to, I'm looking for him to get moved, though. Yeah, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this week. We will be back to you on next week. But for tonight, we out.